It's it's not even spelled with an E. It's A X. That's how you spell his first name. AX. <laughs> My father's name was Dan Battler, but they decided that I would be a warrior, so they named me Axe Battler. Axe without the E. <laughs> Can I tell you about a dream I had, David? Always. So I've been playing a recent video game by Bluepoint Games. I'll tell you about that later. Uh Uh-huh. And there's been like this rumor that's kind of floating around the internet. I have no idea how much I believe it, but there's a rumor that Bluepoint might take on the remake of Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I had a dream I played this video game, David. Was it everything you ever wanted in a video game? God, dude, Blue Point. Okay, okay, so here's here's the uh, just real quick. It's video game optimism, the Optimus video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase. I'm David. And okay, so Blue Point Games does uh, fog and lighting really well. Like you mm. play Demon Souls, yeah. Like you remember how like just like some of the light coming through like the holes in like a brick wall sometimes. We're like, oh my god, like it looks so yeah, heavenly, heavenly. Yeah, amounts of lighting and RTX on in that PlayStation Five. Jesus, and I can only imagine what's like what's going on when you come up out of Shadow Moses. Snake's mm. like pulling off his gear for the first time. Mm. Hideo's sweet name is cast upon the screen again. It's like, hey, Blue Point, what's up? We're doing this. Damn. Anyway, I had a dream and I was I woke up so sad that this game wasn't out there yet. Yeah, right. That would be pretty sweet. They're like they're really are they really are kind of the premier remake studio. They're pretty yeah. much doing like remakes, honestly. Which like isn't a bad niche to corner, I feel like. No, they do them so well. It feels like a fresh experience. It's pretty yeah. impressive that they're able to to do that. Yeah, and like have it feel so similar to what you remember, but then also like so significantly upgrade like the visual fidelity. Mm-hmm. Good God. They got someone over there who knows what they're doing. Anyway, so I just wanted to kind of cast that shot out because sometimes we speak things into existence. <laughs> we, we have done that a couple times, haven't I, we? I see this happen with video game podcasts. I don't know what the deal is, but I've seen a couple of like called shots and it just happens every now and then. That's beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful. So I'm I'm kind of hoping to tap into the, uh, the video game podcast force, I guess, and make this happen. The potimism force? the pontimism force or just the podcast force at large whatever the equivalent of the jedi order of video game podcast is (laughs) um i would like a to be a part of it b um to tap into that power so we can make the blue point remake of metal gear solid one a thing i feel it is that using my is that would that be using powers for evil is that evil i don't see how it's evil it's definitely for like selfish for personal gain yeah that's that's sort of my fear is that Um, this is very selfish it's maybe like on a scale of zero to ten like zero Mm -hmm. being jesus christ like like not evil or selfish at all for our western audience at least western judeo-christian audience obi-wan uh oh okay yeah zero is obi-wan sure 10 is oh god who's the most evil star wars character like initially you say vader that's not correct he, he has a lot of i think maybe palpatine because he's so shitty he's beyond I, redemption 
Like he's come back and like tried to fuck everything up a second <laughs> time. Shitty. It's like I didn't learn my lesson. Let's still kill everybody. This is the episode where there are uh, we suddenly get a hundred subscriber increase, and just a <laughs> horde of Star Wars fans comes in here, shits all over our podcast, and then leaves. Don't you know you this fools. one character from the expanded universe story of this guy in this one page who was the most evil Sith ever? Listen, after I called into uh, saying that I'm open to Sonic lore last week i feel like i've sort of got this coming it's the <laughs> you're next really step. inviting a lot of fandoms in to just mess you up yeah. dude i want somebody to tell me i'm ready <laughs> you're ready have you wait oh, sorry hold on. Go ahead. i was just gonna say that you're probably yeah. like a one on that list oh sure enough yeah it's like a one hmm. out of ten on the evil scale on the video game for uh jedi order pod cast wow those words got fucked yeah, up i had wing stop tonight my brain's in a fog david we were just talking about how much you like wings it's well, okay sorry we're we're diving into a lot of fandoms that this is yet another one that people <laughs> the wing fandom of. yeah dude is that a thing sometimes okay so hear me out is I, there a hot may, wing subreddit you may have feelings about this that you don't know about i eat wings from wing stop boneless Okay, you're a, you're a bone out kind of guy. I'm a bone out kind of guy. I really don't need to be fucking around with the bones. However, <laughs> I know a lot of people that would just call that chicken nuggets. I don't necessarily disagree. Oh, man, okay. but this be- is this is the kind of conversation <laughs> I come to this podcast for. My it's God, absolutely not. What what are the description of this podcast is? Wait, so I, so is a boneless is a boneless chicken wing? Uh huh. Is it chest? Is it debone or is no. it it's like some sort of goo that's then been fried and battered in sauce my understanding is that it is like chopped up chicken breast that is then breaded and fried oh that's way different than a chicken nugget a chicken nugget is like some processed bullshit it's not a mm. chicken nugget Interesting. maybe it's closer to a chicken tender yeah but it's not a chicken nugget that's that's going too far in the other direction <laughs> That's 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 that is being just a nasty boy about it. That's you're, my stance. You're going down a path I can't follow you. It ain't chicken nugget. Chicken nuggets <laughs> are like processed to to all yeah. get out, right? Yeah. That that's that ain't processed. That's just deep fried chicken breast. That's just mm. breast meat, baby. That's good for you. I appreciate your support in this trying time, David. Thank you. I don't know if I'd call it a chicken wing anymore. No, I wouldn't either. I think I don't either, but I sure do love but wing stuff. It's still delicious. Yeah, it's very good. Don't get me wrong. And I so am it's... just kind of anti-wing in general. <laughs> oh, I'm not, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not a chicken wing person. Interesting. I, I mean, I just, I'm there for the sauce and the crunch, baby. That's what it is. I'm there for it if it's not my meal. If it's like mm. a side or mm. an appetizer, yeah. I'll get down. But I ain't just trying to eat chicken wings. Like yeah. I need, I need more than that. Oh, wait, hold on. Listener, come back. We're going to talk about video games. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Before you go, we we do have a video game thing to say. Um, David, have you been playing video games? What, they didn't come here for the the riveting chicken wing conversations? I'm sure there are so many bro-y podcasts that have had this exact bit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't feel original. Welcome to the Himbo cast. I know. Yeah, it's just gotta talk about video games, man. That's what it's here for. How How many minutes after your workout do you try to ingest your chicken wing protein? For maximal gains, Chase. You, you I've heard 30 g- minutes at least. At Ooh, the, at the 30. Most. I've only heard the metabolic hour, baby. Metabolic hour? Okay. Yeah, I've heard hour. But David, video games. <laughs> video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here for video games. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, have you been playing those? 
I have. Could you tell me about them, please? Uh, yeah, my usual Rocket League had a couple good gaming sessions with the with the bro clan. Are you still good? I'm better. Yeah, you said last time you got an MVP during one of the games you played. So this is what happened. Okay. Let me tell you about my experience with Rocket League recently. Yeah. You know, in Dragon Ball. Yeah, a, a, good, a start of a good metaphor. When Goku comes back. You know in back, Dragon Ball... <laughs> When Goku comes back from training with with Kami, uh-huh. and then he's in the tournament and he's fighting people, and uh-huh. all of a sudden he's like, "Hold on, I'm gonna take this seriously," mm-hmm. and then takes off his weighted clothing. Baller move. Baller huge, move. Huge Goku energy. I've realized my settings were so wrong <laughs> for Rocket League. My sensitivity for steering was mm-hmm. all the way to the bottom. Oh, you need higher. You need higher sensitivity. I've been driving through molasses this whole time <laughs> and now I'm just zipping all over the place in my little zippy car. Yeah. It's great. I feel like I feel like I just took off my way to close and I can actually do things that I am intending to do in this game, which is you great. Can finally fight King Piccolo. I'm finally fighting King Piccolo. Piccolo Jr. technically. Is that who that was in that tournament? Yes, because King Piccolo goes to sh- fights when he's a child and then he Does spits he? out a big old egg. Yeah. yeah. After he kills Krillin, Krillin dies. That's the first time Krillin dies in Dragon Ball. From Tambourine, I believe it was. Tambourine, King yeah. Piccolo's minion. I do trust your Dragon um, Ball knowledge a little bit more than mine. And then he goes and trains with Kami because Kami's like, dude, that egg is going to be more powerful than even the last guy you just beat. And that guy almost yeah. killed you. Yeah. So he spends like five or six years training with Kami up there. Yeah. And then goes and fights Piccolo Jr., who is the Piccolo we know. And that's who you beat in Rocket League. That's who I beat in Rocket League. Yeah. Yes, I beat. Oh God, we beat. Uh, some of these clan names that we go up against are mm-hmm. so cringy. Oh God, I'm sure it's, it's bad. I mean, I'm sure it's there's bad. a lot of like young folks on there who are like, "This is the best we've got." I'm sorry. Whenever there's a bad one, I'm like, "We got to beat these guys, guys. Yeah, we got to yeah, do yeah. it." Like Mommy Milker's clan, we got to beat. We got to beat them. <laughs> We gotta beat them. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I, I dropped that really casually, so please ask me a question about it. <laughs> You're not gonna like where I go. Oh. I don't hate Mommy Milker's clan. <laughs> what? I kind of think that's funny. That's funny, but it's nasty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's vile. Yeah. Get this out, of my, this out of my video game. I don't want it. I don't want it. Nutbusters. That one was Okay, bad. Oh, interesting. We're, we're inverted here. Yeah. Nutbusters is like, I don't think it's as bad as Mommy Milker's. I feel like there's a little bit of irony with Mommy Milker's. I feel like Nutbusters, you can kind of read that one pretty straight. I think there is zero irony with Mommy Milker's. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely zero. Yeah. Nutbusters, they are two sides of the same shit coin. Yeah, that's fair. It's I would. It's not what I would name my clan. That's yeah. absolutely certain. Yeah, we're hit a hit. Come on, yeah. guys, get with yeah. the program. But no, I actually started playing a lot better, and we won a lot more games, so it was great. Great. So Rocket League was a, a success this past week. Which yeah, was lovely. Good. I dived back into Brony Hawk a little bit. Yeah, you you were playing it a little bit last week as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the ones that kind of stuck. Nice. Just because it's an easy game just to jump back into and play and yeah. get in a quick run, mm-hmm. hit a huge combo, and then bail at the last second and lose like a 500,000 point combo, which always Painful. feels terrible. But, you know, you got to fly close to the sun. Risk it for a biscuit. That's what it. That's what Icarus's uh, tale was about. About hitting a high combo on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> Trying to do the 900. Remaster. <laughs> Trying to do, yeah, to the 900. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's still that's still just a really fun game very tight controls always just a blast to go back into and just yeah. jam a little yeah. bit the other one okay. i've been playing has been chase mm-hmm. hades oh no fucking way 
Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a big deal. I always like your reactions when I give you something that oh, you didn't know. Something I was to playing. really chew on, dude. Yeah. It was on sale on the Switch. Oh, it's five Switch bucks off. So I was dude, like, let's do it. It is the perfect platform for Hades, the Switch is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was pretty stoked for it. Yeah. Uh, that just grabbed me by the throat yesterday. <laughs> yeah, dude. I played it's a it for like video six game. or seven hours straight. Yeah. Mallory was just outside gardening. <laughs> and then she's just like looking in at me every now and then. She's like, oh, he's in the same, same, same spot. Same yeah. spot. Man, that's a good game. <laughs> yeah. It's dude. a really good game. Yeah. I've been fiending for a hack and slash recently. That's it. And this is this is it. This is yeah. this is the hack and slash. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a heater. That's a <laughs> that is a heater right there. And it's pretty impressive because these type of games don't normally kind of engross me. Mm-hmm. As well as this one has. So you're talking about hack and slashes or roguelikes? Roguelike. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm usually there for a hack and slash, mm-hmm. but roguelikes, just like the constant like do it over and over and over again, yeah, is usually pretty hard for me to like stay interested. But yeah, the the controls are just so tight. Yeah, it's incredible. and it feels so good. Each each dungeon is like different in a significant way even when mm-hmm. it's like the same enemies all the different like incentives to use all the different weapons and get through like the first level with all the different weapons get like the titan's blood to upgrade yep. things yep all the different conversations you can have with people and like the, the the gifts that you can give to them you always got a pet cerberus every time have at to. least a couple times at least right yep so yeah it's just really well done <laughs> well made game this is this is peak video gaming with this one yeah it's i'm pretty impressed so far with it and it was one of those games where it's just like i just couldn't put it down until mallory was like you have to stop you must you have to stop we have a life you must live there's there's a whole entire outside world you haven't even stepped out into today yep please come with me you're vaccinated (laughs) now you can return to the outside world with with ease (laughs) yeah but yeah just a really i can't really praise it enough right now (laughs) we'll see we'll see how it how how i feel when i beat it yeah but right now, I'm definitely in the honeymoon, like, this game can do no wrong sort of phase. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so glad you're playing this fucking video game, David. Hades is so unbelievably good. Yeah. To, yeah, to everything you said, for sure. Like, it twists the rogue-like formulas in such an interesting way that it almost makes the rest of them look shitty by comparison. <laughs> oh, no. Like... <laughs> I know it's it's wild, but that's sort of the thing. That's the 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 innovation that you hope for, right? Like totally. Yeah. Um, you uh, the the controls are incredible. It feels good to play the game every time. Like it mm-hmm. never feels bad. Mm-hmm. Every time you get an upgrade, you're like, oh, it's it's fucking over. I got this. These enemies are absolutely <laughs> yeah. fucked. I was about to say like the the variety of upgrades you can get mm-hmm. is pretty staggering. It's which makes every every run through feels different because almost every time you're going to have a different permutation of things. Yeah. So it keeps it so fresh. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it it feels incredibly original each run through. Um even when you die, it's like not necessarily a bad thing cuz there's a lot of other shit to that game, right? Like mm-hmm. you get sort of invested in the characters that you care about and like oh, I got to go, I got to go see what the fucking uh uh Hypnos is up to. What's Nick's thinking? I was, I was just going to say, who, who's, who's your characters that you're sort of interesting, your go-tos? Oh, Achilles is my homie. Yeah, Achilles is pretty tough to beat. He's like a really interesting and like kind of level. He's he's one of the only sort of level-headed people in the room. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, and he feels like the father figure that Hades is not for you. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah. he's there for you. He's like, you got this, man. I'm so proud of you. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're fighting these demons so well. Yeah. You're great. Yeah. Like, Thanks, Achilles. Here's a nectar. 
<laughs> when are you gonna give me something else oh <laughs> yeah it's that part of it's good the upgrading is good because like you get so much shit each time that it like feels like every upgrade that you do when you return home is like oh yeah. okay this is this is gonna be significant um yeah and i like the ability to upgrade or like add new things to the rooms yeah absolutely that's pretty that that's something i haven't seen in this sort of genre before and i think is mm-hmm. pretty important to yeah me wanting to keep playing through it yeah no it's just another hook another like retention mechanic that they have in there because yeah some of them are just cosmetic but some of them are like mechanical differences that will Mm -hmm. like make a huge difference in how you play the game yeah you get like better upgrade stuff and things like that yeah it's pretty it's pretty significant yeah it's very nice it's super cool um -hmm. yeah it's it's uh it's a very good video game (laughs) super good I'm interested to see sort of what your arc is with this one because yeah, you like, I don't want to spoil it too much, but like the, the first time you quote unquote beat it is not necessarily the end of the game. Mm. Um, so there's, there's a lot left in there. I haven't gotten very far. I've only gotten out of Tartarus. Sure. Yeah. I beat Megara yeah. pretty much every time now. Yep. Uh, so just trying to, you got to beat that. What is it? The like bone Hydra now. Yep. Bone Hydra. Bone Hydra is ready. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, and I forgot I'm playing one other, I played one other thing this past week. Yeah. I beat Ratchet and Clank. Oh, great. Nice. What'd you, what'd you think? Yeah. What'd you think about the, the overall sort of game? I thought it was a very solid gaming experience. Mm-hmm. Very fun. It had some good laughs along the way. Great production value, but also just enough of a skill, a skill check mixed in with mm-hmm. the just blast them until they die mentality. That was yeah. a satisfying, satisfying playthrough. Yeah. You no, know, doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it's a nice wheel. So it's good. <laughs> Solid. Great wheel. Great wheel, bro. <laughs> great, great wheel, wheel bro. 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 Sorry, um, that's the, the second seltzer talking right there. <laughs> Sick. Okay, great. Good, yeah. good, good games. Good list of games there. Yeah, I've been gaming this past week. It's good. What about you? What you been playing? Video games. I've been playing some video games. Uh, oh, I have really. <laughs> I've been doing a few of them. I have now beaten Advance Wars Dual Strike, the one for the DS. Chill. The sort of tactics-based video game, tile-based tactics video game. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a good one. I think I like this one maybe the most. Maybe. It felt the most balanced for sure. Because you played like, one and two, and then there's dual strike. Yeah, right? uh, th- th- this is fucking wild. Again, I went on Wikipedia the other day to like look at this game just to kind of see what was up with it. There's another one for DS that I didn't know about. What, was it Dual Strike Two? No, it's uh, it has a very video game name. Advance um, Wars Counter Strike Days of Ruin is the name. Of, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Supposedly, it's like a much <laughs> darker take on the Advanced Wars series. It sounds um, like it, which is sort of a bummer because like the the aesthetic of Advanced Wars is very like almost happy go lucky for how intense the content can be. Sure, I am interested to play it though because it did get pretty good reviews. But it's 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 a very 2008 looking video game. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Right in the midst of the housing bubble crisis, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a lot of optimism to go around. <laughs> no, um, anyway, so uh, Dual Strike, it was good. Some wild shit happens toward the end of the video game, like with like the plot. Just some very uh, intense, like, does one man's life uh, killing one man like mean you should save a million or whatever, that sort of shit. Oh, my God. A little, a little wild and a lot of heavy stuff. There's, like, clones at some point, which... Whoa. Yeah, it's uh, there are clones in the other Advanced Wars games, but a little less exp- 
maybe not less explicitly. I don't know. They sort of just gloss over the fact that this is possible. There's clones. There's clones. And like, you're just supposed to fight other commanders that are clones, which is heavy and weird. Uh (laughs) One. Oh God. I forgot about this. One of the clones, uh, was like, so the man that I'm based off of, is he happy? Does he make other people happy? Oh my God. And then they're like, yeah. And then he just like fades from existence. (laughs) after that so it's really getting into like some anime shit it's a yeah it's leaning into the anime <laughs> a little bit i have also been playing persona i have, have got it yet just about i have gotten okay. through the persona 5 part of it i'm now in the mm. royal section of the game okay it is good uh the <laughs> the last part of the game took so goddamn long it's so jrpg like mm-hmm. they're like okay this is the last thing we gotta do and then it takes like 15 hours to get through that part it's 15 still, hours is it's let me say it's still incredibly enjoyable but like the last day in game took so long i was in there for so long oh my god yeah i mean again it was good i enjoyed it a lot so like that's that's not to say like any sort of shade on it but i think i'm at like i'm i'm in the first like little bit of royal and uh i think i'm clocked in at like 90 hours right now i'll probably finish this at like 100 to 110 hours of video game damn Uh, (laughs) it's a lot of video that's a big game yeah uh all that said i am like I don't know if you, if you ever do this. Uh, I've put so much time into this video game and I am so now deeply attached to its setting and characters that I'm a little I'm a little touchy with finishing it. Mm. I've been a little reluctant to play it. I've been there. Where it's just like, I, I, I think I can kind of see the ending coming and I don't know if I want to like do it. I don't know if I want to do it to him. That's that's fair enough. But I mean, you have strikers to play after this if you want. If you yeah. Want to the story. It's just I'm for, the same. I'm bad at endings, David. <laughs> I watch I watch Fellowship a lot because I love the beginning. Mm. The last half an hour of uh, Return of the King is so hard. It's so sad. You're such a beautiful soul, Chase Albee. <laughs> such a beautiful soul. The endings are so hard for me. <laughs> I get um, it. So hard yeah, to say it's oh, Jesus, dude. That whole section where he's just fucking hugging. All the other hobbits. Fuck. Then it gets to Sam. Sam's Tough. Life. This is our second week in a row talking about Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's a great film. It's a yeah, it's a very good film. So anyway, yeah, I'm uh, I'm playing I'm playing that game. Uh, I can't talk very much about the new parts of it because it is like very spoilery. Uh-huh. But there's like sort of a fun twist in the last little bit of the game that I think is uh, compelling enough that definitely makes you want to keep playing. So uh, it's good. It's it's a good video game. So. Uh, in my own personal life, I got the second uh, Moderna shot over the weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, everybody get your shots. Everybody get your shots if you uh, are have availability, which I think most of you should at this point, given mm-hmm. given the timing of when this will come out. And so I decided to pop into a few very like low pressure, easy games. Um, the first of which is, of course, Shadow of the Colossus. Banger. <laughs> Remake. Um, Blue Point. Blue Point Remake. Yeah. Have you played that remake yet? No, I haven't. It's pretty fucking good, this video game. I, so like, I just, I love this game so much is, is my, is my thing here. Um, you just personally, like you had, I think bought this for me for one of my birthdays or I got it for a birthday or something. Oh, um, yeah. and like, I think we played it that day mm-hmm. a lot. I think we got pretty far into the game. Yeah. And, uh, so I like, for whatever reason that like memory is just like seared into my mind. Like, I remember watching you beat it. Yeah. I remember being shook when aggro 
Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll bleep that part. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the the what to even say about it first. It's so good. The story <laughs> is so sparse. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I really like that part about it, that it, it gives you like as much as just like a fable would. Mm. It very much feels like you're playing like a legend or like a tale or something like that, more so than like a game. That's a great point. Because they give you like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's very much playing out in just like the, the sort of like plot points that you would expect from saying like, okay, so long ago there was this old land with 16 colossuses and it's like, okay. Well, here's what happens. Yeah. Um, I love how vague they are with like the relationship with dude and the lady he brings. Like, not really sure if that's like his girlfriend, his sister, his aunt, his cousin, like anything. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so like that that whole part of it's really cool. I like that like the gods that you talk to during the game are just like, go fucking do it, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. Disembodied voice says, go do it. Yeah. Thing. You do it. The uh it's it's hard for me to exactly judge the original on this, but good fucking god, the remake is just gorgeous. It looks so incredible. That uh, first scene mm-hmm. where he's it's just him on his horse like getting just there. going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, with the music and the flute. Oh <laughs> my god, my guy. Yeah, that's so good. It's unreal. And like nothing is going on in the background. I feel like they play so much with white space in this game Mm. of like they're just giving you a dude riding on his horse with like some music. They don't tell you anything. They don't say anything. It's just like this dude going through these like incredibly pretty places. But the whole time you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Obviously, like the biggest thing that they're they're messing around with in in shadow is scale, right? Like scale Mm. is the biggest defining like design ethos in this video game. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that's like the scale of literally the monsters, right? Like that's a pretty easy one to talk about, but like mm-hmm. just the scale of the world, the scale of like you and this in this place, the scale of how like uh, sort of disjointed these huge story moments are from like the vast just openness of like riding your horse for five minutes to get there. There's no music. There's <laughs> nothing going on. Just got to find uh, your way. Yeah. And so like, I, I don't know. I just find all of that really, really cool and interesting, especially back then. Like I, it, it, it was striking yeah. to me me in whatever like 2004 or whatever this was like just how much of a leap it felt like in like the creativity of a video game yeah it's obviously more commonplace now like you you could find more games like this but it was so shocking at the time of like there's really some stuff going on here it's true you know i was just thinking when you when you said you're playing that that mm-hmm. you know people always talk about oh why haven't people made a game like shadow of the colossus where you fight like 16 bosses yeah whereas you know they don't really make games where you're fighting just 16 big bosses but they do make a lot of games nowadays where it's quiet it's mm-hmm. like about exploration is about very much the setting and the place and letting your yeah. mind kind of fill in the gap and i feel like yeah. that's really where its influence lies is all those type of games that are existing nowadays like abzu like i just played yeah or um journey anything like that I, i'm not surprised that they took on demon souls after that there's a lot of similar dna in like the oh, world totally. being a huge part of like what is being said in mm-hmm. the game significant amount of time where it's quiet and just like sort of scary and intense yeah 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 and then the explosive terrifying moments of fighting just a gigantic monster few things hit as hard as when you were playing shadow of the colossus and the colossus just like turns its head and looks straight at you <laughs> so scary you're yeah. like that is looking right at me and it's what so am big. i gonna do <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do i do now it was a thunderbird i'm not surprised that that huge manta ray fight in demon souls was as good as it was like i'm sure they took some lessons from shadow of like how to communicate scale in a way that's effective 
and scary. <laughs> that part was so good. Like yeah. it wasn't a hard fight, but man, was it It's a effective. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Man, was it a vibe? Yeah, it's it's just an incredible game. Obviously, I guess so a uh, quick spoiler for a second. Skip ahead like I don't know, 45 seconds to a minute for Shadow of the Colossus. We'll, yeah, for Shadow of the Colossus. Cuz I'm I'm sure there's some people who haven't played this all the way through. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad killing these fucking colossuses, man. I feel terrible. <laughs> like you are yeah. the bad guy in this video game. Yeah. I don't know if you're the bad guy, but you're definitely being used by the bad guy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And like I I know that there's a lot of talk in video games, a a lot of like discourse in the last couple, maybe more than that, but like the last five, 10 years or so about like what player agency means with something like this. So like with uh, with the game, what is it? Spec Ops, the line or whatever. Mm. It's like you're fighting a war and then they say like, okay, deploy the shitty like mustard gas and then. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, you deployed it on civilians. Don't you feel bad about your actions that we made you do? Like that, that is sort of cheap in a way, like Mm. is shaming you for playing the video game. And like, yeah, I I half agree with that and half don't, because I think there is some value to having the sort of like dramatic reveal to the player of like, look at what you've done. Look at this crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I, I think it's still like at, at least at the time I can see some value in doing this just because I hadn't seen this done before. Usually story is something that's told very linearly and very directly um, to players, especially in video games, rather than like sort of recontextualizing story over time like it does in in Shadow. Mm -hmm. I would be putting my video game sort of criticism hat on the shelf if I didn't mention the controls are so rough, David. (laughs) It's so frustrating to play this video (laughs) game sometimes. It really can be. You really feel like just some newbie kid who doesn't know his arms from his legs, honestly. (laughs) No, dude. (laughs) Like, I remember playing it at the time being like, oh, this feels kind of bad sometimes. Yeah. And it like that was 15 years ago. It still feels like I'm just like barely in control of this thing. So here's my big question. Do you play with yeah. the new the new controls or do you have to go back to the old controls? Uh, I played modern, whatever the modern, modern. updates are. I had to go um, back to the old ones. Oh, really? The old ones. <laughs> Sorry, I won't, I'm not going to do it uh, because we'll see the the old ones might be kind of a relevant reference in in regards to Shadow of the Colossus. True, yeah, yeah. But I had to go back because my brain still remembered how to do all of those inputs, mm-hmm. and so I just kept on messing up when I was doing when I had the modern controls on. Yep. But I feel you for the modern. I wish it was. I wish it was that. It's like, um, what are, what are sort of the main issues? I think a lot of it has to do with like velocity and camera control. I feel like the yeah. the camera is very opinionated about where it wants you to be looking at any given point. <laughs> And like, I'm kind of just always struggling against it to like, can I, like, I get you want me to look at the vista. It's gorgeous. I get that. But like, I really need to be looking at the big fucking sky snake that's attacking me. I like um, that idea of an opinionated camera. It's what it feels like. That's funny. Like I push it in one direction. It's like, no, 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 baby. We no. got to look over oh, no, here. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah and like for moments where you're just riding across the plains it's really cool because it like puts the camera really low and like pans up into the sky and so you're just in like the corner of the screen riding your horse Mm -hmm. which is a great look it looks incredibly cinematic and just like again playing with scale makes you feel tiny makes Mm -hmm. the world feel feel huge but like i gotta see this fucking water turtle man (laughs) you gotta let me see i'm about to get chomped bro yeah like there's there's a lot of times where that sort of frustrates 
frustrating. And then the uh, the battles with the sort of smaller colossi are so intense and they just fuck me up every time I fight mm. these things. Um, yeah, like the lion one or whatever. Yeah, there's a couple, but but each one of them, uh, they are really fast. And so like they'll hit you and then your dude, it takes forever to get up. Like you got to like mash circle and square and he's like, okay, here we go. And then the, the lion is al- already charging you. And yeah, so uh, it's- yeah. That I think the PlayStation 2 part of it like is a little bit more dated, but I still really enjoy the game overall. Yeah, still still very good. Yeah, I, I could talk about this game for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, the other game I decided to play in my sort of uh, Moderna fever dream uh, <laughs> <laughs> was uh fez oh a the the indie platformer from 2010 i think 2011 somewhere uh-huh. there. Yeah. yeah 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 another really really good game david my mm-hmm. goodness mm-hmm. i was just like recently was like oh man i wish i could play fez again i really liked that game mm-hmm. um but it hasn't really been out for things that i want like no platforms that i want to play it on yeah and then there was a nintendo indie direct last week and they're like hey fez is out on switch Fez is back baby and I was like, hell yeah, this is this is the thing. I want to do it. it. Um, so I downloaded Fez and I've been playing that again. Another absolutely like mind-bogglingly good video game. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play this back when it came out at all? I played a little bit. I never finished it. Sure. Um, it is really good. I really, really like this game. <laughs> Uh, it is excellent. It's an excellent video game. I had not played an indie game like this at the time. Mm-hmm. Indie game development has really sort of exploded since the early 2010s yeah. in ways that I think are really cool. But this being one of the first ones I thought was just like shocking. It was so inventive and so interesting in both the mechanical parts of the video game and then also what it was telling through both the story and the mechanics. Like it's it's just a very, very cool video game that's sort of wrapped around this like puzzle thing but mm-hmm. my goodness uh it's just so cool it's got such an eerie scary vibe about it it does um, it is kind of eerie isn't it oh my god like yeah it it sort of pretends to be this cute little game but like uh spoilers for like the first like probably 20 minutes of this game but you as gomez uh the little dude go up and get this like uh artifact this fez that you get put on your head which allows you to rotate uh your perspective from a 2d um point of view to a 3d sort of it just Mm -hmm. shifts it from one one 2d perspective to another so yeah if you can imagine looking at a cube from uh the sides of it you're turning from one side to another so you're just shifting the world 90 degrees yeah which uh sort of allows you to see like the side of a building or the back of uh, this like tree that you were looking at before. Um, and it snaps to each one of those things. So it's not like you can turn it a little bit. You have to turn it all the way around. All the way or um, nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, Captain any- Toad's treasure track. A little bit, a yeah. Like, honestly, that's that's not a bad comparison. Yeah, it's kind of the word Captain Toad took its DNA a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I hadn't put that together before. Yeah. Mario Fez. <laughs> the game in the beginning... Um, like has you go get this little fez and then the game essentially like quote unquote crashes mm-hmm. it like glitches out and sends you back to the home screen and uh it like shows you the whole like here's who it's developed by here's the title screen again mm-hmm. um, but everything's just a little fucky again like there's little glitches in the corners and shit something's fucky mr uh, <laughs> And uh, it like restarts the game, but you have the Fez again. So like clearly it's sort of retained your progress. Sure. And like you as Gomez are sort of just like 
discovering the world as this like 3d place all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and it's like weirdly scary because like there's all the people who you know have lived on this like 2d plane um i'm assuming all of their lives and like you'll go into a building and uh one side of it's like okay but then you like rotate it and the rest of it's just like decrepit because like they can't see that part of the building oh no and so like there's this sort of scary implication of like there's a lot larger of a world out there Mm. and you're just sort of scratching at like the the terrifying surface of it not to mention the absolute fucking master class that the music is in this video game sure um disaster piece the artist made this music and like just absolutely it was disaster piece it was disaster piece yeah the man of chiptune himself yeah and like it's just like an incredible musician overall Mm -hmm. um i i like sort of pegged him as a a, just a regular old chiptune dude but he's done so much and like so much of it's really thoughtful good well-made music um Mm -hmm. this included in the way that like the music is just so uh like in it conveys the vibe exactly it's like both very like whimsical and uh fun in a certain way but like sort of like breaks into this like minor major dissonant stuff that happens like sort of at the like uh the drop of a hat like it'll sort of Mm. flow in and out of like being a very nice song into like glitching and being scary in the same in the same way that like the game feels like this act of discovery that is both like terrifying and also very cool Mm. in the same way that like discovering a fourth dimension for us would be like holy shit this is cool but also like i bet there's something scary so scared (laughs) yeah i bet there's something terrifying like interdimensional whale in there that's gonna exactly yeah yeah so i it's it's just fucking phenomenal and my moderna brain was like okay this is good i was (laughs) just <laughs> fading in and out of existence bill gates approves of this game <laughs> anyway so the last game that i'm playing one more okay let's hear one it. more yeah sorry we're we're 45 minutes on i apologize listeners who are trying to get through this quickly but this is where we are right now <laughs> lots of video game content the last game that i'm playing is called fire emblem vision quest vision do you still, like take some peyote on desert (laughs) yeah it's the only way to unlock it you have to go to um desert GameStop and do some peyote and then you'll be able to (laughs) see the arizona desert Mm -hmm. (laughs) an old burnt out hippie named what's a good burnt out hippie named doug doug old burnt out hippie (laughs) doug is the only person who works there yep wearing a drug rug big old dreads hasn't bathed in a year i'm sorry continue (laughs) you're looking for fire emblem my dude (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you even if you ain't looking for it, it's looking for you. Here you go. It'll, it'll find you one way or another. <laughs> um, no, Vision Quest uh, is what's called a ROM hack. David, um, do you know what this is? Uh, so they like get into the source code and like fuck some shit up. Essentially, yeah. I wasn't super familiar with what this was, um, uh-huh. but a ROM hack is essentially where a person will take the yeah the source code of a video game and um, essentially build a different game on top of it or like modify it. So the the like process of doing this is actually sort of weird. You have to um, get a vanilla copy of the ROM and then do like what's called like a source patch where you um, apply their like patch of the video game, which will change the code enough that it like keeps the core of the game but then applies all the other stuff that they made 
into it, huh. which is this very weird process of being able to play this game, but was able to figure this out. Essentially, it is, uh, there's varying degrees of what like ROM hacks do, but this one um, and a lot of Fire Emblem ROM hacks that I've seen are uh, entirely new games. They're like just a, a totally different thing. Really? Um, okay. The core of the game is still there, right? Like the tactics fighting part of it and like, uh-huh. the, the main mechanics of Fire Emblem are there. But the characters are entirely different. The story is entirely different. A lot of the weapons work a little bit differently. There's a bunch of new weapons. Mm. Um, the classes are like similar, but they have little twists on them. There are mechanics from like newer uh, Fire Emblem games that weren't around in the Game Boy that they've added, which I thought was really fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's like just an entirely different thing. I am both having a really great time because I love Fire Emblem. So like the core of the game can't can't go wrong by me, Mm -hmm. but also absolutely fascinated by this kind of game. Yeah, because it I feel like it's just so rare for you to be able to like engage with a game's work like this so directly. Mm. Um, You find this with like music or movies a little bit where um, you can sort of pay homage to other music or like other movies i think specifically in music like sampling so yeah yeah. it's like a really straightforward way to say like here's the thing that i'm sort of referencing Mm -hmm. or like you know melody lines or lyrics or something that you're sort of hearkening to some other piece of music um similar sort of thing with like movies right you can recreate scenes or use dialogue or musical uh, scores or anything like that to sort of uh, reference other movies and so like there's this interplay between the medium of like what was that movie uh not the master. This isn't what I was thinking of, but something like the lighthouse, that movie with uh, fucking oh. William Defoe, uh-huh. um, and uh, how it's like hearkening back to like black and white movies and shit like that. Uh-huh. Like you're kind of playing with what's already there, um, but it just doesn't happen as much with video games. Um, you, you get you get games that are like of a similar style or like maybe make reference to um, other mechanics, but it's really rare for you to find games that are literally like referencing other games or using mechanics from other games and shit like that outside of like literally Hideo. Like he does this a lot. I was about to say, I was the only one that comes to mind is in MGS four when you go back to shadow Moses and it's yeah. Oh, pixelated and stuff <laughs> there was a part of this in um uh death stranding too where like i'm trying i'll try not to spoil it but there's like a section where you literally have like a fighting uh game like back and forth where there's like literally health bars on upper left and right corners really? yeah and That's like funny it's almost cheesy but i like in in weird ways is kind of effective uh-huh. um in sort of like establishing what the scene is about mm-hmm. anyway so in that way, it's sort of like a lot closer to like a cover of a song or like sampling a, a bit of music when you use the core of a Fire Emblem game and then just build something else on top of that. Yeah, yeah. And so for that reason, it's like really, really interesting to me to see like what they change and what they keep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the mechanics are really similar. The fighting is really similar. But the story is something that like, although the writing can be a little clunky, like because the the person who developed the game who did a lot of the art for the game is also doing the writing so like it's it's not yeah. going to be the kind of quality that you would expect from like a, a hundred person team or something sure but the story that they're telling is something that i haven't seen in a fire emblem game before uh the characters are people who i haven't seen in fire emblem games before the sort of twists on it and the classes are really interesting um their take on like difficulty is interesting because like i think somebody who goes and seeks out a fire emblem wrong hack is probably a little bit more experienced a little bit more of an intense of a real gamer <laughs> yeah so uh they they have uh their easy difficulty is labeled as like this is what normal would be in a normal fire mm. game 
I'm I'm playing on that because I didn't really want to like struggle that hard with this game. Sure, but it's it's just so fascinating to see like the the twists and what decisions you make when there's like design decisions already been made for you. Mm-hmm. In the same way that like uh, somebody sampling like a jazz sample to rap over or something like that, like there's an aesthetic already established there just by you like making that the backtrack of your song mm-hmm. that you kind of have to attune yourself to, and so your decisions when you're writing a song like that would be you know a different set of decisions than like i have a blank canvas i can make whatever game i want Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah just i don't know really really interesting and really enjoyable so far cool um it's also the side note but like so cute there's like uh, a guide cute. section where there's a bunch of like here's how the mechanics work here are the characters and at the bottom there's a uh, cookbook <laughs> that they put in there it's like here's some things that we've listed in the video game uh, uh, uh foods that you can make and then like, just list oh food in there it's incredible i've never seen that before and thought it was like the nicest thing any good ones yeah there were some like cheeses that i was like oh i bet that would be pretty fucking good huh you make a cheese it no i think it's like make a cheese no i <laughs> think it's like what you would put on it to make it uh, relevant uh, to the in-universe lore. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, right. that was a lot. I'm going to move on to my pod domestic thing, David. Okay, let's hear it. Great. It is this uh, series of... Man, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> I'm just about to say the thing, and I'm, it's just so pretentious. I apologize. But uh, uh-huh. there's a series of imp- like art that this dude, Christopher Zetterstrand, made in 2002. What? It is, uh, I saw this on Twitter. I don't know. I need to look up who showed it, but um, it is this series of art pieces that this dude did, and it is paintings of Counter-Strike maps, but from the perspective of like when you've died and you're just sort of like floating through the the level. You're like the spectator ghost or whatever. Yeah. And so like the walls aren't clipping correctly. It is this so so surreal like paintings because when you're playing, you're like, oh, walls are fucked up. I need to go like get a better perspective on this. Uh Um, But this dude like painted these pieces intentionally to like look abstract and uh like i don't know just like otherworldly he had had mentioned about them that it's like uh attempting to like be kind of like paintings of spirit worlds and shit like that like sure purgatory and shit which makes sense the guy um makes a lot more sense especially under the context of counter-strike where like you're dead in these situations right so like I don't know. I just like kind of fell down the rabbit hole on this dude's pieces the other day and was like, oh, this is fucking cool. I, I rarely see art made about work or sorry, uh, art made about uh, video games yeah. that isn't just like, here's the cool anime character I made. No shade against that, <laughs> yeah. but that's usually yeah. what I see, right? <laughs> here's the character um, looking even cooler than before. Yeah, here's 2B in a very cool pose. So yeah, I just thought that was uh, very cool. Something I hadn't seen before. Um, David, do you have something fueling your sense of optimism? I do. What is it? Leveling up. Leveling up. Oh my god! Fucking true. You, you're you're speaking to the right person, David. Yeah. Fewer things, more satisfying. Yeah. Uh, and I leveled up in two ways this week. Two different mm-hmm. types of leveling up. Leveled up multiple times in Hades, of course. Right? Sure. Whenever you yeah. get a good power up, mm-hmm. maybe got one of those pomegranates or those Daedalus hammers. Feeling real strong in that next room afterwards. The hammers are like the best upgrade in the game. It always feels so so significant. So good. And then also leveling up yourself with Rocket League. I was about to say, yeah, Rocket League, right? I I definitely leveled up with that one. So that that felt very nice to Mm -hmm. not be just a total liability out there anymore. Still a liability, but not (laughs) a total liability. You leveled up. You did good. Leveled up. uh, There's nothing better to me than just a good level up screen. Mm. Like 
you hear mm-hmm. like a a very good sound, very good uh-huh. sound of like some sort of ding or some sort of like, hey, you got it. And then a screen showing all your various stat upgrades. You love those stats. Mm, show me the numbers go up. Huh? My, li- my lizard brain is like, yes. These are the things I want. These the numbers are increasing. more powerful. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite level up sound? So let's go over the hits. Um, sure. The the World of Warcraft sound, it's like sort of just some drums and like wind, it sounds like. That one's really good just because it usually feels pretty significant. Love the, uh, ho, ho, yeah. Whenever you level up in Skyrim, that's a great feeling. That's a, that's a classic yeah, That's really good one there. I think some of the the various sounds in any of the Final Fantasies, any of the bring bring, whenever you like get that stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's also aided because the the victory music and all the Final Fantasies are absolute bops every yeah, single they time. Are, they are always very good. Oh God, there's got to be more out there. What about The Witcher? Yeah. <laughs> 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 to get the microphone way far away from my I mouth know. for that one. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about too. I was like, "Oh yeah, The Witcher." I was not expecting you to yeet out that strong of a of a uh, shout. <laughs> it was a shout. They de- they are they are taking direct uh, inspiration from Skyrim for that. <laughs> yeah, it's always so loud. It's very you, very loud. Whenever you level up, it's not like someone just like whispering it. Someone fucking screaming it from a mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's funny because it usually sounds like the person who's doing it is like almost strained. Like that that first note sounds a little bit like crackly. Like they're <laughs> this is as loud as they can possibly be. That was like the hundredth time they did it because the ninety nine <laughs> other times just weren't good enough. Weren't good enough for the for CD Projekt Red. I I will say the it's not exactly the same thing, but the sound whenever Mega Man gets a new piece of armor mm. in Mega Man X, he like walks out of the chamber after like Doctor Light's fucking teleporting armor machine gets something on him and he comes out and he goes and he like does this with his arm you're like hell yeah dude the shoulder pads look fucking cool that That's new helmet's one. awesome good one yeah. yeah anyway should we move on to our main thing an hour in uh probably <laughs> probably sick okay great So we had to round out the Genesis lineup. We just had to do it. Sure did. We we had a swing and a whiff with Earthworm Jim, dumpster of a man. Straight. And canceled. we we had to do we had to do Buck Bumble last week, which is a joy. Um, but we, we didn't had, to, had to do. We had the pleasure to. We had the pleasure. To, no, absolutely. It was Buck Bumble. It was a very good video game. So that, that was a good one. But we did did want to finish it out uh, strong with a strong video game mm-hmm. called Golden Axe. Golden Axe. We're doing Good Games, the segment of Video Game Podthemism, where we talk about the okayest and at this point just good video games of yesteryear, mm-hmm. and we gush all the things that we love about them. Uh, we, we, we just want to praise these video games, and this this is how we do it in this the audio is, format. This is how we do it. <laughs> so we wanted to do that for Golden Axe, but before we get too far into it, David, may I hit you with a few hot stats? Hit me. It would be my pleasure. Hot stats. Hot stats. So this game came out in 1989. It was released, I think, in like May in the arcade and then like later in the year in uh, for Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out for a lot of systems, but the, the Genesis is certainly the one where I played it the most. Same. It was developed by Sega. Sega. Who you you probably know. There are some, probably some video games that you've played by, by Sega. 
who uh, have invited us into their dark world to do their bidding for the old ones. Oh, is that Sonic again? Yeah, it's Sonic. But uh, so Moby Games, the place where I get the the information for this uh, uh, segment, uh, they listed that this was developed by Team Shinobi. I had a hard time finding a lot of information about that. Mm. But I think if I've sort of gleaned the correct information is that that means it was developed and designed uh, by Makoto Uchida mm. uh, and his team of people uh, because he was uh, responsible for a bunch of uh, good video games, very Genesis era video games, namely Shinobi being the, the first one there. Team Shinobi. Um, yeah. Altered Beast. Oh, um, he yeah. did Altered Beast. Okay, he I, did. I see that. I could see that. It's it's a similar DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And then Shadow Dancer, Alien Storm, and Golden Axe. Wow. He did a bunch of games after that, but those are those are sort of the ones that Pump stood up though. Yeah, the page there. So, uh, of Golden Axe, I have a review mm-hmm. from the outlet Video Game. Four weeks in a row. One whole month of Video Game. Unfortunately enough, it is not Video Games, the outlet. It is Video Game. Hey. And there's also a... S- <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's more to it. Uh, it's Video Game ASM. Um, oh, okay. Which, uh, there's parentheses, and it said, Octula Software Macht. So I don't really know what that means, but it is a German huh. outlet. ASM. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they reviewed Golden Axe. I have taken the review and run, uh, mangled it through Google Translate, uh, through as many languages as I can find, and arrived back to English. So why don't we take a listen to what they had to say after I've destroyed their review? Um, they said, under the golden sword, irritate the images to form the closest figure to them all. Home is a type of car. The pressure changed. In order not to reflect any changes in the gold game in principle, but they should check these types. Service is not valid. 80 out of 100. That might be the most confusing one (laughs) we've had. Home is a car. (laughs) In quotes. Home is in quotes. I don't really know what that means. Contextual quotes. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, sometimes sometimes these things uh, produce a certain amount of like poet poetry like art. Uh-huh. This one is very abstract. This one was rambling. <laughs> this one was this one was rambling. It's going to take some ar- artistic interpretation to figure out what was going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, David, do you want to tell me what this video game is? What what the fuck is a golden axe? A golden axe is a side-scrolling beat 'em up hack and slash type of game uh, with like a medieval fantasy setting. Yes, you can choose from a couple different characters. Three of them. Three of them. You got yep the big burly man. Yep. Uh, the the scantily clad woman, which yep. was very in vogue for the time. Sure. Unfortunately. Was. Unfortunately, I mean the dude was also scantily clad, but the dude it's... was actually more scantily clad. You're right. He's just wearing he like was... a speedo, isn't he? Yeah, it, it ain't much. Contextually, it's still a lot more. It, it, it's less threatening of an aura. I feel like. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the, yeah, the, the lady was also scantily clad, which is, it's, 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 it's some toxic toxic masculinity. You know what it is. Um, Um, and then the dwarf. Yes. The dwarf. Who is very Um, clad in all sorts of clothing. The most clad of them all. Truly. They do have names. Do you want to know the names of these characters? Because they're absolutely incredible. Yeah. Let's hear them. Uh, which one do you want to hear first? Uh, give me the man. He has potentially the best name. It's, it's up for contention. Okay. His name is Axe Battler. <laughs> axe Battler. Oh my God! He doesn't even use an axe. No, he doesn't. What's He's got heck? a sword. Uh, that's that's Axe Battler. Axe. First name Axe. Last name Battler. Battler. It's it's not even spelled with an e. It's A X. That's how you spell his first name. A <laughs> X. <Yes. laughs> 
my my father's name was Dan Battler, but they decided that I would be a warrior, so they named me Axe Battler. <laughs> Without the E. Huh? Um, I, don't have t- I don't have time for silent E's. Yeah. Uh, the other names are, uh, the lady is Tyrus Flair, which is Ooh, very cool. That's a cool name. Sounds like an X-Man. It does. And the dwarf is named Gilius Thunderhead, which is... Gilius oh, oh. Thunderhead? Thunderhead, which is uh, in strong Thunder contention for coolest. Thunderhead. Uh, for coolest name, I'm not. I'm not really sure which one's. Wait, better. hold on. Is it under or thunder? Thunderhead. Gilius Thunderhead. That's better <laughs> than Axe Battler, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. Like an, I mean, the, the, Gilius Thunderhead's like an actual name. Axe Battler is just like just what unreal, somebody yeah. does. You know, that's a profession. I'm an Axe he Battler. Was, he was raised by wolves. This is just what people call him. <laughs> Axe Battler. <laughs> So yeah, uh, was there any there any other mechanics about this game? Um, you can ride creatures. You can big old like wyverns, lizards that breathe fire yes. and things. You get power ups. There's magic. You can there do is magic. magic attacks. Yep. Uh, but your standard attack is you know a sword or an axe swing. You can jump mm-hmm. and hit people at the same time. Yep. There is some depth to the side scrolling, so it's not yep. just straight across. You can go up and down a little bit as well. Not super far, but far enough. You have to kind of use, make use of it to fight all your enemies. I think that's, I think that's all of it, from what I know. There's like levels in a same in this. Yeah, there's different levels this, you go to, of course. Yeah, standard in the same sort of stuff. way that yeah, like the the side scrolling beat 'em ups do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's it. It's a pretty pretty straightforward game. Yeah, great. Well, do you wanna do you wanna heave some praise on this video game? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so what do I love about Golden Axe? A bunch of stuff. A um, it really nails the the weird fucking absurdity of the late seventies, early eighties, like sword and sorcery movies. Totally, totally. The the dude, the producer, Makoto Uchida, was very much a action movie fan. Sure. Um, he would have eventually go on to do the like uh, Dynamite Cop and Die Hard arcade games. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so like, just loves loves these American action movies, mm-hmm. and like directly is like, yeah, no, Conan the, the Barbarian was like my thing when I was making this video game. I believe it. Looking at the the cover, looking art. at the dude. Yeah, no, it's just Conan. It's yeah. just that that, that is. I texted uh, our uh, resident movie expert Jazz to see if he had any context on these like kind of movies. This like now what I would consider campy. Uh, sword and sorcery movies mm-hmm. of the 80s and he had mentioned that like the way he was interpreting it was that there was like a bunch of cultural uh things happening at once um a was uh there were all these old movies in like the i think he said this the late 50s and 60s called what was it swords and sandals movies swords and uh, sandals <laughs> yeah it was this subgenre of like italian movie making that uh was really like into making movies about like greek heroes and shit like that okay i think you can probably i i didn't ask this from him nor have i done any research but i think jason and the argonauts is sort of in this like genre sure of like old fucking roman greek heroes of of uh old and uh yeah, I, I was looking in like when I when I searched this, a lot of like modern shit came up like 300 and stuff like that, which I think mm. sort of makes sense. But I, I bet when people are talking about swords and sandals, they're probably referencing this time era. Sure. Anyway, so you have uh, a bunch of people who uh, grew up with that. And also it is the 80s. And so there's this like obsession with like the panic around D&D. 
and shit like that. Sure, sure. Um, and so, like, it's kind of, my my understanding was that this was just sort of, like, edgy and fun, that there are a bunch of movie makers who watched those old uh, swords and sandals and were like, let's do some more of this, and made it just a little bit more high fantasy, right? Like, the, the movies about, like, dudes with swords who are yoked fighting against, like, an evil wizard with, like, a cool sword, and... <laughs> There's a lady in it. Um, You got a movie right there, baby. So Jazz sent me a couple of covers for movies. Actually, let me pull these up so I can show you as well. That he said are pretty much just alternate Golden Axe covers. One of them was Beastmaster. He's like, this could be the cover of Golden Axe. I was like, yeah, sure enough. Like it's the same. It's the same fucking thing. Big yoked blonde dude, a lady, some something else, a big monster in the background, and a sword. Well, is that panther? Is that eagle in the background? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Death Stalker was the other one. Another cover that could easily oh, be yeah. <laughs> Golden Axe. My goodness. Um, a big yoked blonde dude, a cool sword, a lady, and some sort of monster. <laughs> like it's a big old orc, shit. orc thing. Yeah. And so like it uh I feel like it just nails that vibe to a T in in the tone that it's hitting. Mm-hmm. Um the it's got fucking everything you want. It's got a uh, cool sword, it's got skeleton warriors. You're fighting a boss named Death Adder. Death like all... that's true, Death Adder. He's waging so, a war on the small folk. <laughs> so all all that stuff is really fun, especially in hindsight. I feel like looking back on this stuff is a lot more fun than it probably was just experiencing it the first time. I'm sure it was fun the first time, but like I think this kind of like campy 80s fantasy tropes are a lot more fun for me to enjoy now. Sure. Because it's like, look at how ridiculous this is. Yeah. It wasn't like trying to be cool like it was back then. Yeah. I think it is undetachable from the severe amount of toxic masculinity that this sort of genre inhabits. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Most it's definitely. Re- it's real in uh. there. The, the the boys are big and muscular, and this is the sort of body standard. Uh, the women in these movies are mostly objects and yeah. uh, not wearing a lot of clothes. Most of the problems in these movies are solved directly through sword violence. That is how things it's are how you solve your problems is by vi- yeah. a little bit of violence, right? Yeah, so like I think think those the the enjoyment of this being camp has to come with the acknowledgement that like the the tone and what they're saying is probably not the best thing to like live by or totally uh enjoy without sort of dissecting that a little bit yeah because it is you know body image stuff for for like the the people viewing this is probably pretty tough like the the uh the main star of conan the barbarian is literally a fucking bodybuilder like Arnold is huge, dude. Like that's impossible that's to live up man. to. Yeah. That's his um, job is to be that big. Yeah. Um, and you know, of, of course, like the, the opinions and sort of how they express what women's roles are in these games is pretty, pretty shitty mm-hmm. and pretty hurtful. So like not great in that way. Sure. Was it but bad in Golden Axe? Cause she's a character you can just play as. And she she is. I, I think like <clears throat> this, I would need more explanation is essentially my issue, right? Fair. Like, if if this is who she is, like power to you, man. But I think it's this is sort of the standard, right? Like if if she was a character who had decided like I am at my strongest when I am not wearing very much clothes, I guess. Sure. But like that wasn't the discourse, right? Like it no. was, you know, we want to make sure you can see her fucking thighs in this Put her video. In game. Essentially, a bikini. Here yeah. We go. And so, like, I, I just know that the intent there was was not what not any sort of like good good intention you know letting you play as a female character i guess a a point for that but about a hundred negative for all the other stuff there so 
Um, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done around like how women and portrayed in video games um, in general now, but yeah. it was it was a whole thing back then. But it's essentially what I'm trying to say is like there's a lot of stuff to criticize here, but there's you know a lot of camp that I can also find enjoyable around this stuff because it is you know it's dumb fucking fun. I think that like yeah. this was influenced by movies a lot, and I think like if you're a fan of that kind of movie, good God, does this this game do it? This is everything for you. So yeah just big big boys with swords fighting skeletons man <laughs> that's that's fun that's cool what do you like about this video game david uh so probably my favorite thing about the game was playing it with other people yeah 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 you know uh, playing it right now like by myself mm-hmm. it's just not a, the same experience Absolutely as it not, is yeah. when you are with your homies and all three of you are in there kicking ass together just beating up skeletons beating up skeletons you can either play as a team you can play like frenemies right try and take each other's power-ups who's gonna ride the dinosaur yep the dinosaur is the best thing though that's for sure (laughs) so that probably probably the the, my favorite mechanic of the game is essentially the vehicular combat in the game which is just riding wyverns that just breathe fire at things and just kind of kick ass yeah that's probably my favorite gameplay element of it it that, does that and casting a, a good spell oh my god the yeah, spells are so pretty cool. sweet the game literally stops and just just like look at how cool yeah, this, this looks is, when you cast the spell <laughs> this is peak graphics right now everybody enjoy <laughs> I think as the like as axe battler, I'm pretty sure if you charge up your special all the way, I think he drops a nuke behind you. Like there's like a mushroom cloud. Does he really? It's fucking oh my nuts. God. By the power of my pecs, <laughs> I will I will create atomic fusion. Oh my god! So that that part of it is just yeah absurd, over the top, super fun. The, yeah, the vehicular stuff is pretty fun too. Like it helps that those things absolutely kick ass. Like they do a lot more damage yeah. than the rest yeah, of the attacks. They, they rip. All that stuff is is very fun. One of, I I didn't realize this, but one of the it's like a little pink dinosaur with like a tail that you whip around. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in Altered Beast. It was one of the enemies. Oh snap you are right yeah i was shocked it has like a little beak <laughs> yep it has a beak oh my god that's exactly <laughs> what you're talking about gamer Damn. facts <laughs> gamer facts should we start an email blast gamer facts here's your gamer fact for the day i'm gonna stop this this is a terrible <laughs> thing to go down gamer facts be good to each other don't threaten devs with death you dipshits. That's a good That's gamer a good fact. That's a good gamer fact. Say good job to your teammates on a multiplayer game and actually mean it. Understand your impact of the loss. What did you do wrong? And how could you have contributed to the team better? Gamer facts. What in your childhood contributed to your loss today? And is that influencing how angry you are at the video game? Gamer Was it facts. Your dad? <laughs> Question mark. Gamer facts. Game, gamer, gamer facts. This is turning into Gamer Tuesday. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did your unrealistic expectations of this video game at launch sully your opinion of it when it actually came out maybe you shouldn't have such high expectations of a video game gamer go. facts mm-hmm. gamer facts <laughs> maybe you should diversify your your hobbies so that you don't just spend 10 hours a day doing one thing and nitpicking it to shit gamer facts gamer facts <laughs> a more balanced life leads to a happier one gamer facts gamer facts this video game also just oozes Sega Genesis, David. Yeah, right. It's so it's such a Sega Genesis video game, and I love that. Even the, like now that you've talked about the music about the Genesis, 
Mm-hmm. I always notice that in a Genesis <laughs> yeah. game I played. It's so basic. Yeah. So much, yeah, so much good bass mm-hmm. to all of it. I, I sort of balk at almost saying this opinion, but the music in Golden Axe is like fine. It's not anything revolutionary. No, <laughs> no, it's pretty basic. I listen to the whole thing and I'm like, it's music. Like it's video game music. I like it. It it matches the tone, but at no point was I like, oh, Golden Axe, dude. Yeah, the music. I was never like, damn, they just killed yeah. that. <laughs> Wasn't like a Mega Man or a Zelda or anything no, like that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's. it's fight music it's it's golden axe music yeah, got stuck in my head a little bit but it wasn't like yeah. an earworm like some games like Absolutely. hades with its damn gent music just unreal killing me every time did you know the dude who does the music in hades is also the dude who voices zagreus really yeah same guy oh my i feel that energy i love how they all speak in hushed tones it's so nice yeah like, no one's yelling no one's screaming they're just no, like hey no. what's up it's the underworld come back to be beaten again zag it's so, yeah. so intense it's it's very subdued but it almost makes it like more intense in a way because <laughs> people are just saying all these things very nonchalantly like yeah mm-hmm. you died again i'm gonna rip you from limb to limb next time you try to do it <laughs> i know i love the relationship that zag and megara have mm-hmm. have you run, run into thanatos yet no death i have not run into thanos yet it is the squidward oh no he's hot moment in <laughs> 80s <laughs> you'll know him when you see him okay all right anyway Golden Max. What else about this game? Um, I like that this game I, is fairly beatable. Yeah, it's super tough. It's, yeah, it's it, like it's hard, but like kind of once you get the hang of the rhythm of like, okay, I need to be dodging a little bit more and like moving out of the like dive lines of the people. Yeah, kind of taking people. The dive lines messed me up for a bit in the beginning. I, yeah, like, I'm just when trying just to ride this on dinosaur, th- man. <laughs> Somebody Knock comes me up, up every and blasts time. you from the back. Yeah, <laughs> like a linebacker um, out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, so all that stuff is like, you know, you, you get the hang of it eventually. But then, yeah, it's like fairly beatable. You just go beat Death Adder. He's huge. He's a big, big boy. Again, sort of in line with the tropes of the the uh, um, sword and sorcery. Yeah. Uh, uh, shit. It's just a bigger dude. To be the best boy, you got to beat the biggest boy. Exactly. That's the way it works, guys. <laughs> So that that part of it, I think, is it is you know fun. I I like that there are certain like in this era, there are just games that are so deeply unbeatable. <laughs> like this sure. wasn't necessarily yeah. one of them. It was just trying to be a good time. Yeah, good and time it was. with the homies. Cool. Do you have anything else that you need to say about Gold Max? Best played with a friend. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the co op is unmissable if you're going to play this game. Yeah, I think that. Uh, that's that's probably true of a lot of these kind of games like Teenage Mutant or uh, Turtles in Time is a lot better with a friend. Is that sequel? Am I going to be able to play it like online? Could we get the Stank Squad going on that? I have to I have to assume that that's an online sort of thing. Like it's very much a a co-op game. Um, so I've yeah. got to imagine nothing else to say about Golden Axe. Good game. Good game. Good game. Best enjoyed with the friends. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter because we have a Twitter account. <laughs> we do. We have one of those. <laughs> we have one of those, a social media account that we yes. tweet from. Sometimes. It's mostly just a way to tell you that the episodes are yes. up, but it is there. And by we, I mean Chase will tweet from <laughs> and observe from your tweets that, to us. If you decide yeah. to tweet at us, let mm-hmm. us know what you think of the podcast or what your podtimistic things 
of your week, of your of your day, of your month, of your year, of your life are. Your we want to hear them all. <laughs> we want to hear them all. We love Podtomistic things. Uh, you can email us at vgpodtimism v- at gmail.com. That's the one. Uh, and our, our Twitter is at, at, at podtimism. At podtimism. It is. It at is podtimism. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you if you just want to talk to us, if you know us, just send us a text. Drew sent us a text today. I need to text Drew back about Subnautica. That is true. That so, is true. interact with us. We're here. We're here. Oh, and uh, you can also... <laughs> if you want to help us out, that is, yes. review our podcast. Leave us a score. Rate us uh, on a scale of zero to five, whatever you feel is the correct score for our podcast and ourselves yes. as, as human beings. As humans, rate me. Rate me as a, as a man or anything else that you decide to rate me as. Uh, yeah, it really helps out our podcast if you do that. You could do it on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're using to listen to the podcast you could just scream it out your window too we count those i will count that in my heart for sure yeah it's not going to show up on apple Podcasts, but we do take those we we take those baby we take those (laughs) that ain't falco that ain't falco happy feet (laughs) happy feet is one of my favorite things all right chase do you have any uh wisdom video game wisdom for us this week i do but before i but before we do that let me just say thanks to our listeners yeah thanks guys thank you for being here thanks everybody for spending your preciously earned ear minutes, mm-hmm. your God-given ear minutes. Yeah, uh, very, very happy uh, that people listen to it because we love making it. So uh, it's great that somebody is interesting or interested in us talking about Golden Axe for an hour and a half. This is a long one. Surprisingly yeah. long cast. Yeah, it's like not that late right now, <laughs> but I feel just like sweaty and exhausted <laughs> from this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you dearly. Do I have any gaming wisdom? I think I do. Sometimes a dark wizard is going to come maraud your village. Mm. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. And rather than being just a big, strong, blonde hunk mm. with a big sword mm. that's going to go beat him, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to work. I think what you got to do is lean on your friends. Mm. Get yourself a squad. Mm. Maybe get some more effective armor than like a loincloth and like sandals and boots. Mm-hmm. Maybe get like a sword that's more effective than just like one big one. You you, you keep going farther and I just keep on thinking Halo. <laughs> get some Mjolnir armor. Get a get a plasma sword. <laughs> Call yourselves the Master Chiefs. <laughs> the Master Chiefs. <laughs> uh, yeah, lean on your friends. Find some family in your friends and go beat death at her but just like don't do it as like a big hunk like do it as just like an emotionally big hunk be the emotionally big hunk you've always wanted to be be an be emotional the, giant be a, an emotional conan the barbarian I say, be an emotional arnold schwarzenegger also your your <laughs> bit about your friends mm-hmm. talking about that that reminded me of fast and the furious because mm. i was like i don't got friends i got, I got family. family so maybe we twist the advice the gaming wisdom maybe instead of suiting up as master chiefs you go find your car family mm. and you challenge death adder to a drag race Ooh. that ends up in like a, a car theft i honestly haven't seen fast and the furious since like two or three i don't i don't know that they ever used yin yang twins as the intro to their, i'm just their... doing need for speed underground now all right so maybe the gaming <laughs> wisdom is just play need for speed underground because god damn so, anywho, if death, if death Adder rolls up to your town, just play Need for Speed Underground. It'll work itself out. He'll know what to do. He'll know what to do. 